1: You are Locked On Magic, your daily podcast on the Orlando Magic, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
2: And you are indeed a Locked On Magic. Today is August 13th, 2020. My name is Philip Rossman-Reich. I'm the expert and site editor over at orlandomagicdaily.com. You can find us on Twitter at, or you can find me on Twitter at underscore omd On today's episode of Locked On Magic, we'll get an update from Aaron Gordon about his progress from injury and how the Magic are... Completely focused, it seems, on the Milwaukee Bucks. We'll talk a little bit about three-point shooting and where the Magic's three-point shooting defense, in particular, is standing. And then, of course, we'll talk a little bit, a little bit, about the Magic's upcoming game against the New Orleans Pelicans as the seeding round concludes on Thursday. But before we do any of that, I do want to remind you that today's episode is brought to you by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. You can also check out all the great podcasts on the Locked On Podcast. we by searching for every download podcast for Locked On and the team you're looking for. Just like this podcast here covering the Orlando Magic with excruciating detail, this podcast is covering every single team in the NBA with the same level of care and detail that you can only find from a local expert who knows their team best. Want the lowdown on the New Orleans Pelicans as they play their final game of the season before they leave Orlando? See you next year, guys, hopefully. Um, check out Locked On Pelicans. Want to hear what the Milwaukee Bucks are saying about their final game, of the seeding round, as well as the Giannis Antetokounmpo suspension. Just just one game. He'll be be back for game one. Don't worry. Check out Locked On Bucks. No matter what your team is, whether it's in the NBA, NFL, NHL, college, or MLB2, there's a Locked On podcast for you. Just search for every download podcast for Locked On and the team you're looking for. The Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. The Orlando Magic, uh, Steve Clifford, said on Saturday, after the Magic had already clinched a playoff spot, seven seed was still a possibility, but he said on Saturday, the number one priority for the Orlando Magic, the rest of the seeding round, was to make sure they got there healthy. As Steve, Way, Steve Clifford put it, it didn't matter if they played the Toronto Raptors or the Milwaukee Bucks, there was very little chance the Magic were going to win if they weren't as close to 100% as possible. The margin for error here is very, very small um, if the Magic want to win a game, let alone win a series. And so it has been no surprise that we have not seen Aaron Gordon, Michael Carter-Williams, Evan Fournier back on the court. All three have been ruled out for Thursday's game, and so we will not see them until the playoffs. But it does sound like, from everything that the coaches said, from everything that the players have said, that they will be back in time for Game 1. And in fact, Aaron Gordon, when asked if he would be ready by Monday after looking to the side and asking what day it was and, and trying to just get a gauge of how far Monday it is really away from here, he said that he will absolutely be ready for Game 1. Now, Gordon also put the caveat that his progress has not been linear. He has not been... Um, he would say he's, he'd said... I have, good d- I have good days, followed by a bad day, followed by a good day, followed by a bad day. So his progress from his Achilles uh, strain is, or hamstring strain, excuse me, has not been a straight line for sure. But the hope is that he will be ready to go by Monday or Tuesday for game one. And he is certainly eager to get back out there.
0: very excited. You know, it's, um, it's, Anything that, you know, we, we could want, you know, you got to beat the best to be the best. Uh, and um, we're excited for this challenge and this opportunity. i um, just doing everything I can to just be as healthy as I, I possibly can be. So um, i can be at 100% for this.
2: Aaron Gordon after Wednesday's practice. The Atlanta Magic have indeed begun their focus on the Milwaukee Bucks. As Steve Clifford said after practice on Wednesday, a lot of what they did was yes, focusing on themselves and, and walking through some of their defensive coverages, but they're already beginning to go over what the Bucks do and understanding how to attack the Bucks and how to, you know, yes, give them the best chance to defeat the Bucs. It's a, a lot easier said than done. A lot of the questions with the Milwaukee Bucks are stuff that we're gonna answer in our next segment about three-point shooting, because the Bucks are a team that wants you to shoot threes, but shoot the kind of threes they want you to shoot. And they're a team that Takes, you, takes away all your pain points, or as many of them as possible, uh, crowds you, and makes it very difficult to find easy baskets. They want you to shoot threes because those are lower percentage shots, even if they all, even if they can equal an, an extra point in, in a lot of ways. The Bucks are a very finely tuned team. And that's, of course, going to make things a whole lot more difficult um, because uh, on the other end, they're also a very good offensive team, a very good three-point shooting team. The Magic know that it will take a ton of attention to detail and a ton of focus to play at that level. And that's really what comes into play with Thursday's game. Certainly, Tuesday was an extreme disappointment. The Orlando Magic did not come out and play with the intensity that they would need or the focus that they would need to succeed. They got beat up and beat down by the Brooklyn Nets. By a Brooklyn Nets team that just played with a lot more energy. Um, and blitz them right at the beginning. And as Clifford said, after that game, they didn't get anything out of it. They didn't learn anything. They didn't grow in any way. And that's really what the focus is heading into this game: is to keep growing and to keep and keep and keep progressing toward a playoff mindset, toward a playoff intensity. It doesn't matter if the Magic win or lose the game. To be frank, um, you know, and I'll explain this again a little bit later. It doesn't matter because the Magic probably aren't going to finish with their starters. Nikola Vucevic shouldn't play in the fourth quarter of that game. Regardless of whether the Magic are up or down, He shouldn't play in the fourth quarter of that game. But it is going to be important that the Magic play at a high level. That the Magic begin to show that they are dialed in and focused at a playoff level. And yes, with the Pelicans being down a lot of players, that's going to be, that should mean that the Magic are in a position to win it. That would be the hope at least, this final game of the seeding round, yes, doesn't have a ton of meaning, but it is a chance to prepare for the playoffs, and it is a chance the Magic wasted on Tuesday that they cannot waste again on Thursday.
0: Just to prepare us um, for
2: for the playoffs, um, I know we a last game against the Pelicans. It's a it's a game, so we're definitely going to go in there and play play hard. But also, we want to you know turn our mind to who we have to play first round and that's Milwaukee. Um, So I feel like we just got to go forward and practice, practice our habits starting, you know, starting from practice to games and just
0: like I said, preparing ourselves for Milwaukee.
2: So that is indeed the focus as James Ennis said there. It's all about the Milwaukee Bucks. And we've, I I know I've said this message over the last few days. It's, it's everything that's, Hovering over this entire team. It is the ghost in the room, so to speak. Ooh. It's, it's all that matters now. What happened the previous seven games? Doesn't matter. What happened the previous 60-some-odd games or 70-some-odd games? Doesn't matter. You're in the playoffs now. You've got seven games in front of you and the first one to four wins. It's really that simple. Whether the Magic are able to get themselves right, whether the Magic are able to play at a level that will allow themselves to, to have a chance against the Bucks, whether the Magic will be able to succeed or not, is in the work that's going to happen now. Thursday is, you know, I wouldn't call it a dress rehearsal, but it is a final chance publicly to show that they are ready to make some progress against someone besides themselves and besides the opponent they will face. It's about to get real here. And one factor in that series that deserves special consideration is three-point shooting. And so I want to dive a little bit deeper into those numbers here coming up. But first, we all know it. Your car is your baby. It is the, the, the thing that gets you from point A to point B, but so much more. And taking care of that car can be a daunting experience. If you're not a car person like me, and you're trying to do what's do right by it. You can get lost very very easily. Well, that's where a place like rockauto.com comes in handy. It is a family business serving auto parts customers online for the past 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have the car, they have the part that your car needs. From engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, whether you know what you're doing or not, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and prices you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low, and the same for professionals and do it yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in there. How did you hear about us box? So they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com And I know whenever I have tried to work on my car in the very rare instances, usually need a little pick-me-up. And that's where I turn to a, a product like Built Bar. It is the energy bar, the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. I have... Uh, Like three boxes of them already, three boxes of them kind of in storage already. And every time I open one up, whether it's the German chocolate or the, you know, I think I have a double chocolate chocolate one as well. Uh, Every time I open it up and bite into it, I'm like, this tastes just like my favorite candy bar that I would buy at 7-Eleven after school. And the best part is, it's relatively low in calories. It's not, it's not really a full meal replacement. You can get a good protein boost plus some real chocolate. Uh, with without taking on the full calorie intake of a meal. Check them out today at BuiltBar.com uh, and uh, hopefully you enjoy it. So, three-point shooting. It is... One of the great weaknesses of the Orlando Magic team, and one of the most valuable and potent weapons in the NBA today, it is something that's going to be at the heart and the central kind of the central thing that we will be watching when the Magic take on the Milwaukee Bucks. The Milwaukee Bucks are a great three-point shooting team with Chris Middleton. Uh, you know, as one of their key shooters. They have Brook Lopez who can spread the floor out to the three-point line. They run a five-out offense with Giannis Antetokounmpo attacking the lane, trying to get the defense to collapse around him anywhere. He's either going to finish over you at the basket or he's going to kick it out to Wes Matthews, to Eric Bledsoe, to Chris Middleton, to Kyle Korver, to Pat Connaughton, to Arison Ilyasova, to Brook Lopez. You name it, they have the shooters to burn you. So three-point shooting is going to matter in this series. Because not only are the Bucks a solid three-point shooting team, they also give up a ton of threes, and that is part of their defensive strategy. The Milwaukee Bucks use an aggressive drop coverage. Whenever you run a pick and roll, Brooke Lopez has two feet firmly planted in the paint. They're inviting you to take mid-range jumpers, the most inefficient shots of the game. And frankly, because they're able to collapse the paint so well and create and, and prevent deep penetration. They're able to allow their defender to recover so they don't have to switch and they can stay on shooters, but they also don't mind you taking threes. As long as they're not open threes, they don't care. The Magic struggles with three point shooting are well documented. The Magic do not have a lot of great three point shooters. Terrence Ross is going to be a major concern for the Bucs because, frankly, the only thing that, honestly, the only thing that I feel can really hurt the Bucs in this series is if Terrence Ross goes off. And Steve Clifford knows this and and said even on on Wednesday that the way the Magic are going to have to beat the Bucs is they've got to get the defense to move and they got to get some dribble penetration so they can have kick-out threes. You don't want those standstill. You don't want those rotation threes. You want kick-out threes. As Steve Clifford always says, paint touches matter the most. Get into paint first, then kick out to the three-point line. That's how you get open quality three-pointers. And from there, it's make or miss. Magic certainly in a little bit of a downswing right now with their three-point shooting, can certainly make them at a high rate too. But what I want to talk about here is about three-point defense. Because this is something that the Magic hung their hat on last year. This is something that is actually a central tenet of the Steve Clifford defense. You look at the way Steve Clifford likes to play defense. It is about protecting the paint. It is about rebounding. It is about being solid in your position, not necessarily going for turnovers. And it is most and and as much as a pillar of anything else, is about defending the three-point line. For sure, this has been a major piece of the puzzle for the Magic and a major actual struggle for the team this season and even inside the bubble although they've had some luck on that end the numbers last year the Orlando Magic gave up 34.7% three point shooting on 30.2 attempts per game the percentage t- 34.7% again was 10th in the league the 30.2 attempts allowed per game were 7th in the league so the magic you know they gave up their fair amount of three their fair share amount of threes but they were largely able to contest them and largely able to prevent the other team from getting good looks. This season has seen a considerable slip, and the slip is significant. Before the season went on hiatus, the Magic gave up 33.4 three-point attempts per game. That's more than three more per game than last year. That dropped them to 13th in the league. Teams shot 37% from beyond the arc. 24th best mark in the league. So, they went from 347 to 37% three-point shooting. Inside the campus, things have looked a little bit better. Teams are shooting 35.4 three-point field goal attempts per game against them, 10th in the league. But just 31.9% on three-pointers. Third in the league. So, Magic, our, our teams are not shooting as effectively. But, again, I think it's important to point that three-point shooting can be fairly random. Whether a team has a, a strong three-point field goal percentage it can be a little bit random. Uh, that, that, that's, you know, again, as Steve Clifford, as Stan Van Gundy like to say, it is a make-or-miss league. The job is to get open shots and then allow your players the best opportunity to make them. And three-point shots are still, you know, despite the added emphasis on them and, and the volume of three-pointers that are being taken right now, three-point shots are still very difficult shots. One of the more difficult shots on the, on the court The question that that analytics people have seemed to answer is that extra point is worth the percentage dip, the potential that you miss a lot of those shots. So again, these numbers capture that something's changed in the Magic's defense. They're giving up significantly more three-point attempts, both before and after the hiatus, and the percentages are hanging around. I mean, even, even then, 34.7% last year, inside the bubble, they're 31.9%. So again, there's some variance there. I wouldn't say the Magic's three-point defense has been particularly good. They've given up three-pointers in some very key moments. But let's take a look at how those those shots are being contested. Last season, the Magic gave up the third fewest attempts where the closest defender was six feet or more away. They gave up the fourth fewest attempts where the closest defender was four to six feet away and teams shot just 35.7% on these quote-unquote open three-pointers as defined by NBA.com. So the Magic did a very good job preventing a large number of open three-pointers. If teams were shooting threes against them, they were going to be contested. And an interesting note too, and this number may seem big, but it is not, 77.6% of the three-pointers the Magic allowed last season, in the 2019 season, were considered open where the closest defender was four or more feet away. 77.6%, three out of every four, sounds like a big number. But I'm going to tell you right now, it is not. And that's a significant change for the Magic this year. Until the hiatus, the team was doing okay. Gave up the seventh fewest attempts with the closest defender four to six feet away. But 38.1% shooting overall. Like I said, field goal, three-point field goal percentage can be a little bit random. Statistically, a lot, I think a lot of a lot of analytics people that are much smarter than me and study this stuff a lot more than me have essentially said that three-point shooting is fairly random. It, it works in a range, and, and you do your best to prevent these kinds of open shots that we're talking about. But the shooting percentage itself varies very wildly. But here's the important note. Until the hiatus, eighty-eight point nine percent of the three-pointers the Magic allowed were either open or wide open, where the closest defender is more than four feet away. Eighty-eight point nine percent. This is again we're going from seventy-seven point six in twenty nineteen to eighty-eight point nine percent. You know, again we're talking about percentage points, but if that's one, two, three, four, Maybe four three-pointers per game that are now open, and teams shoot, you know, again, they're shooting 38%. That's somewhere between, that's, 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 that's another two three-pointers a game. And those six points can change everything. Inside the campus, the numbers have looked similar. Magic are giving them 34.4% shooting on open three-pointers. Again, the the team, the Magic have benefited from. Teams not hitting three pointers against them, but they've given up the eighth most wide open three pointers, where the closest defender is more than six feet away, and the tenth most open three pointers. So they're no longer they're no longer giving up. You know, one of the fewer amounts of these kinds of shots. Teams are getting open three pointers against them. Again, more than eighty percent, eighty four point nine percent of the three-pointers the Magic have given up inside the bubble, small sample size, granted, have been open. Frankly, to what this suggests to me, the Magic have benefited from three-point luck inside the bubble. Teams are not hitting three-pointers that they should be making against them. And that's probably kept some games closer than they probably should be, And which is kind of a scary thought considering the Magic are two and five in the bubble. again, Brooklyn hit a bunch of threes early on in that first game. Hit a bunch of threes early on in the second game, too. The Sacramento Kings, good three, big three-point shooting team, had an abysmal three-point shooting night against them in that second game. The Indiana Pacers blitzed them early for three-point shots. The Philadelphia 76ers struggled from the three-point line. The Toronto Raptors blitzed them early uh, defensively, but were able to hit several threes throughout the game. Boston hit, you know, struggled offensively as well in that game, but they hit some threes, too. You can see how things look and just anecdotally think about the shot quality the Magic were giving up. They're giving up some decent looks. Decent looks that the statistics are saying opponents were missing. So I bring this back now to the Milwaukee Bucks. This is a three-point shooting team. This is a team that, against this Magic team on several occasions this year, have used three-point bursts, whether it's from Brooke Lopez, whether it's from Kyle Korver, whether it's from Pat Connaughton, who's had a good run against the Magic, or Dante DiVincenzo, or Chris Middleton, who's had some very good runs against this Magic team. This is a Bucks team that uses the three-pointer to bury teams because they are so tough to score against. We've talked a lot about how the Magic's defense has slipped considerably. This is one area where they certainly have. This is one area where the Magic are not as good, are clearly not as good as they were last year. And this is something the Magic will have to tighten up. How do you tighten up three point defense? Well, first, it starts with every player sticking to their man and not giving up dribble penetration because it's kick out threes, just like the Magic are to try and get against the Bucks. it is kick out threes that burn you. And the Bucks are very good at moving the ball and getting to the open man, getting to their open shooters in the corners especially to get quality looks. So the magic, you know, again, open three-pointers and three-point defense is a function of everything else in the defense. It is a trickle down, essentially. If you fail in the pick and roll at the top of the play, you will give up an open three-pointer. You'll give up a layup or an open three-pointer. If you have to scramble and rotate, you are leaving yourself exposed to three pointers. And Again, you might get some three point luck. You might get a game where, like Terrence Ross went over ten the other night. The he, looks he, were get, he was getting against Philadelphia were no different than the looks that he normally gets. He just missed them that night. That's that can happen. That's what happens with shooting. There's a lot of variance here, but to me the numbers are clear. The Magic are not defending as well as they were last year. That's that's a no duh. But that is hurting them at the three-point line, and so far at Disney, unlike several other teams, because offenses have been way up inside the bubble, the the Magic have not been burned by this yet. And you hope that yet doesn't come true. This lockdown podcast is brought to you by
1: Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less takeout, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience. And without robbing you of the joy, Free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert.
2: So let's talk a little bit about this New Orleans Pelicans team and what we're going to see in Thursday's game. Like I said, The result isn't going to matter much. I'd like to see the Magic win. I'd like to see them get a little bit of confidence heading into the playoffs. Um, You know, it's been been a rough week. Um, I mean, I think I mentioned on Twitter, you know, this week, you know, last 10 days now, last whatever it is, last 9 days, 11 days, 12 days, whatever it is, um, it's been really tough. You know, I I don't think the team will admit it, um, but the Jonathan Isaac injury felt very deflating. Um, you know, I think a lot of the spirit and energy that the team had, you know, left from that moment on. Um, you know, I, I, and I, th- I think that's unfortunate because you know, I, I mean, it shows how much I think they really like Jonathan Isaac and how how much energy he brings to the team. But it's it's been tough to get that back, and then the injuries have just piled up and piled up and piled up, and all of a sudden we went from thinking this Magic team was about to make some noise or you know, kind of make good on some of the promise that we all thought they had and, and the momentum that they had built even from before the hiatus, to we're just skating by to the end of the season and, and to what feels like inevitable change or, or, or the necessity of some change at this juncture. Um it's it's been tough. Um, you know, I won't I, I won't lie, it's 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 been it, this has been a very, very low point. Um, you know of of a season that's been frankly disappointing and i think a lot of people are just kind of looking forward to the end i would say i would say hold off on that because a anything can happen in the playoff series you got to go out and play the games and b we still don't really know when basketball is going to be back after this season ends um you know december is the target to start the 2021 season but there's already talk that that could get pushed back to january february or even march so that's Let's enjoy this Magic basketball while we can because we could be going into a fallow period for quite some time. Having said all that, it would be nice to see the Magic get a win. It would be nice to see them, more importantly, play at a higher level. The New Orleans Pelicans are going to enter this game down a ton of starters. Drew Holiday, Brandon Ingram, and Zion Williamson are all slated to sit out this game. They have all been ruled out on the the latest injury report. The magic will, of course, be without Evan Fournier, who's still dealing with a non-COVID-related illness, Aaron Gordon, who's dealing with the hamstring issue, Michael Carter-Williams, who's dealing with a strained tendon in his foot, as well as Terrence Ross, who is still in quarantine after leaving the bubble to uh, get a a medical uh, situation checked out. Uh, Ross said on his podcast on Wednesday, that was released Wednesday, that um, after the game on Sunday, he felt... Uh, he, what at first he thought was heartburn and then all of a sudden it was some chest pain. Um, he called the team, you know, it was bad enough that he was really complaining about it. He called the team doctor. The team doctor called the NBA physician. The NBA physician suggested he go off-site for some testing. Got got tested. Then obviously came back. Um, so no no issues reported. Um, just, just very precautionary. And so he'll go through a four-day quarantine. The Magic expect him to be back and able to play and practice with the team by Friday or Saturday. So he will get some time Back on the court, Clifford's not worried about his conditioning. Uh, it's not. It's not a long-term injury. Um, you know, I think I heard David Tenney one time say that it's usually after, after about a week or two weeks that you see a lot of losses where they they have to start being careful and, and ramp you back up to play. You know, a four-day absence. A, a, you know, six, five, six-day absence. Is he going to do that? Ross will be able to go right back into action when when he returns. So that part is at least good news. Overall, though. With the Magic still having Nikola Vucevic, with you know, Markel Fultz hopefully getting some run too, I'm going to say approach this game the same way that I wanted to approach the Nets game. This is a game the Magic should win. This is a game where I want to see Nikola Vucevic dominate, um, even though he'll be going against a very good defender, Derek Favors. Um, this is a game where I want to see the Magic assert themselves a little bit. And the only way they're going to do that is if they play with energy, because you know New Orleans is going to play with energy. Whether it's Lonzo Ball, whether it's Nikola Melli, you know, whether it's whoever New Orleans throws out there, those guys are going to play hard. This is their last game of the season. They are, unless they are already out the door, unless, you know, they've already, you know, their their bags will already be packed. They'll already be on the bus. They'll be already be ready to get out of town. Unless they are, you know, one, two, three Cancuning it, they're going to play with energy. And the Magic have to match that energy. And not only that, honestly, the one thing we haven't seen since that Sacramento game, we haven't seen the Magic take it to a team, to, to blow the doors off a team, to really just... Overwhelm them with energy. I mean, Philadelphia and Boston, they did that a little bit, but play really hard for that big spurt in the first quarter, really take the team out of it, and this team's going to want to go home. Because guess what? They're going home. They're going home right after the game. They're not even going back to the hotel, not going back to the yacht club. Um, the, the Magic need a game like that. And, you know, maybe they don't have the personnel. And like I said, like I said the other day, you know, Nikola Vucevic didn't start off Tuesday's game well. And I think that set the tone for everything. So I want to see Nikola Vucevic have an all-star quality game. He had one against Boston. He played fantastic against Boston. He's largely been pretty good uh, inside the campus. Um, but I need to see him really lift this team up and take him to that next level. That's, that's really the big thing that I'm calling for and, and something the Magic are going to need in the playoffs. They need him to lift his game to another level. The Orlando Magic have to win. They don't have to win this game, but they have to play well. We have to leave this game thinking, the Magic did their job. They look good. Not necessarily they look ready, but they look like they're getting there. They look like they look better today than they did against Boston. Let's, let's use Boston as the standards because the Brooklyn game was just trash. And if they can do that, even just for a half, because they're probably only going to need a half to do that, then that will be a successful game. There's not a lot to this game. Brooklyn, or New Orleans has nothing to play for. Orlando has nothing to play for. Orlando just wants to get through it healthy. And with all those key guys out for the Pelicans, the Magic should look to make that statement early. Tip-off for the game is at 9 o'clock. That will conclude the seeding round, and the Orlando Magic will take on the Milwaukee Bucks in the first round of the NBA playoffs beginning Monday or Tuesday. But that's going to do it for me today. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. Of course, find us on Twitter at Locked on Magic. Subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, Himalay, Google Play, Spotify, and all the fun places on the podcast to your podcast-enabled listening device. You can find me on Twitter at underscore philiprrr.com. And of course, for the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. That's going to do it for me today. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode. On tomorrow's episode of Locked on Magic, we'll recap the Magic's game against the Pelicans and continue to look ahead to the series against the Milwaukee Bucks. But until then, for Orlando Magic Daily and Locked on Magic, this has been Phil Rossman-Reich. I'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked on Magic. You are Locked on Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network,
1: your team every day.